What is up, Breakthrough Success listeners? Mark Berta here with another episode where we're going to talk about how to master your sales. Selling is one of the most important skills. And no, it's not something that you only need if you're a business owner. You're selling ideas. You're selling so many different things, even if you aren't selling a product per se. So in this episode, we're going to talk about how do we become this salesperson that people enjoy? How do we get better at selling? Our guest who joins us will be talking about this with us. He has been transforming the way people sell around the world. He's conducted sales training for some of the hardest clients. We're talking about sports and entertainment. He's been the guy who's helped all these professional like MLB NFL and all these different leagues with their selling. He is the guy and consumers in those space. They have a ton of demands. If you're able to sell to that user base, you're going to be able to sell to practically anybody. He's advised, coached, and mentored more than 50,000 executives at over 400 diverse brands worldwide. And his book, The Sales Game Changer, teaches readers how to become the salesperson that people come to love. Our guest who joins us is none other than Rob Cornelis. Rob, welcome. Hey, Mark. That was awesome. Uh, thanks very much for that introduction. It's so good to be with you on Breakthrough Success. Let's go. Rob, I am amped to go. And when it comes to selling in sports, like that is such a big challenge. I do like that's kind of like door to door selling. If you get door to door selling right, you're going to be able to get so much of selling right. But I do feel like there are so many people who they see selling as this thing that they really don't want to do. Like they feel like it's dirty. How can we change that perception so we can passionately embrace our role as the salesperson when that time comes? Well, there are a lot of things, but that's a loaded question. The first couple of things that come to my mind are uh, you have to change your mindset as to what sales is. It's not a transaction. Sales is a way to give another person or party something that will benefit their life, their condition, their situation, their family, their organization, and so forth, utilizing a product or a service that you believe in greatly. And so rather than seeing it as uh, I win, you lose, see it as it's an opportunity for me to persuade an individual to see the world perhaps a little bit more like I see it or a situation like I see it or to influence their thinking, their point of view, their opinion, or perhaps to educate them on something that uh, may be a void or a blind spot in their life that's causing them to go without the, the maximum results they could be enjoying. It's certainly motivating people to maybe stretch a little farther uh, maybe reach a little higher, run a little faster. And the last thing I view sales is inspiring people. So, and it's, it's not through, you know, just gimmicks and tricks, but you really have to inspire people to see beyond where they can see today. And great salespeople know how to do that. I really love that analysis. I do believe that when people think of sailing as something slimy, they see it too much for the transaction side and not enough for how the product or service can really impact someone. Like you look all across the board, all these different industries, like 
travel. Like, yes, it costs money to go get an airplane ticket or get a hotel, but think about what that's giving you. If you could connect more to the benefit, how the product or service will help someone versus the transaction, that is going to help a lot. But let's say you have that idea. You know that you've got benefits that you can provide to your customers if they buy how can we, like, what would we say are some best practices for presenting the sales pitch effectively? Yeah, excellent question. Well, first of all, what I like to do is identify who my audience is. So who am I going after? And then using my own intelligence, my intuition, my experience, even maybe my research on them, I ask myself, irrespective of my product or service today, what are the objectives, or here's a better word, what are the results they're trying to accomplish today, this week, this month, without me? And then I ask myself, I, I maybe list them out, maybe five or six or 10 or 12 different results they're trying to accomplish, presumably. And then you ask yourself, honestly, can my product or service be a catalyst, be a resource, be a tool by which they can accomplish any one of those results? If the answer is yes, then you have the makings of a sales call. Because most salespeople, what they want to do, Mark, as you know, is they start a conversation immediately into their product pitch because they're so proud of their product. They've got all this training and knowledge about it. So they can't wait to just kind of throw it up on the over, all over the prospect. The problem with product pitches is that every product is objectionable. I don't care what it is. If it's the product I used to sell back in the day, the old LA Clippers, or if it's the New York Yankees, every product is objectionable in one way or another. So rather than focus on the product, start your conversation and let this guide you throughout the conversation by focusing on the results your product brings that's obviously appealing or desirable to your prospect. And it's interesting. I do want to go into, you mentioned the Clippers and the Yankees. I mean, I hear this a lot when it comes to selling the tickets. It's about fielding a great product on the field. And I do feel, you know, fans, they definitely want to see something like that. Would you say there's more to it than fielding a great product on the field from a sports perspective? Or would you say that's like the only thing that fans really look for? Oh, no. In fact, I wouldn't be talking to you today, Mark, if I thought that product was the thing. Because um, as you just alluded to, and as I did as well, I started my career 30 years ago selling corporate season tickets to the LA Clippers when they were the LA Clippers, right? And, and nobody wanted to go see them. They were the laughing stock. They were the butt of every late, late, late night joke. Um, and so when, when I realized that, look, people are coming to my games, those, those select few who are, they're coming to my game, not because they want to be a Clipper fan, but because they like the results they get from that event, from that association, from that venue. And so there are a very, very small number of people in any market in sports that only care about product on the field. But if those people were only coming back year after year because you won the championship, nobody would be in the stands the next year when you didn't win the championship. I contend they're coming back because 
even if it's subliminal, they don't even know why they're getting results from that experience, whether it's camaraderie with friends, whether it's building relationships with relatives, whether it's using it as a business tool to recruit new employees or better employees, or whether it's to win a new client or keep a client, that's why they come to games year in and year out. When we win the championship, that's just icing on the cake. And I mean, it's really like when you think about a fan, you think about someone like they are heavily invested in the team. They get upset at the trade deadline. You see nothing going on, but no one's going there just to see the team. You've got a lot of stuff that happens inside of a stadium in between plays, even during plays, a lot of conversations that happen. You got business relationships being built, people making new friends. There's a lot that goes into a sporting game that goes beyond the product on the field. Rob brings up such that overlooked point where I feel like you have to be deep up in the system. Like you have to have that inside look to really think of it that way, but there is more to it than just a product on the field. How do you suggest we think that way for our own businesses where we just center around the product so often we just center around features rather than seeing the full picture like you presented to us in the athletic world? Well, I think it starts with those who are our leaders, uh, sales leaders, company leaders. When they put us through typical sales training, 90% of the time in corporate America, it's not sales training at all. It's product training. And so we as leaders are conditioning our people to think and talk product all day. So while I'm not suggesting that we should reduce the amount of product training that our sales team should have, they obviously need to be well-versed and even expert in their product and how it compares to competition and, and what it does within the market. But equally important is an understanding was, as I said a, min a minute ago, an understanding of your target market and what are, if you could slip into their moccasins, if you could get into their head, what would be the daily results they're looking for every day when they're meeting in their conference room or when they're having their huddles? And if you understand what those are, either going into the call or through the conversation that you're going to have with them either in their office, on a Zoom, whatever, then that's what you sell to. And so it's, I'm justifying my product presentation based on all the assessment that I've done of you. And through that assessment, I've learned what your hottest hot of hot buttons are. And then I've been, I'm able to connect the dots. You want greater efficiency. You want accelerated order taking. Whatever the result is you're looking for, our product will deliver that to you. That's the order of sales we oftentimes get ahead of ourselves because we just want to dump into the product pitch right away. And we wonder why people reject us so quickly. Knowing your customer is such an important part of sales. I feel like people hear that again and again, but don't really sit and think to what that really means and how you get to that level. Like if you're selling hamburgers and the person's a vegan, your sales pitch, no matter what you do, will not work. So it is important to jump into the potential buyer's mind and see what that what the thinking process is. Now, we can't really get a full inside scoop on what they're thinking in any given moment, but how do we get a better idea of how a targeted customer thinks around your product solutions and things of that nature? Well, I think that, uh, you know, there's got to be kind of a baseline understanding 
whenever you get into an industry, let's say I'm a brand new salesperson trying to learn tech or trying to learn telecom or whatever the, the industry may be, there's a baseline understanding that I have of my general customer. And you know, one place you could start is to interview your existing customers. And so if you were my customer, Mark, I could come to you, I could buy you lunch, breakfast, we could just do a Zoom call. And I could say, Mark, what I'd like to do is for five, 15 minutes, I'd like to, you to imagine that my company does not exist. My product you've never heard of. But tell me, what are the daily results you, in your position, with your standing in the, in the marketplace, with, with your own target audiences, with your own employee base, what are the daily results you're trying to accomplish? Again, imagine that our company you've never heard of before. So then I interview you, an existing customer, and you share with me what those results are. And if I do a few of those interviews, I'm going to get a really good idea of what the, what the people who are my avatars are looking for. And then I take that information along with any independent research I may want to do, or just as I said earlier, a hunch, maybe just if I'm calling on a particular company, I, I check out their website and their website gives me clues and insights into what's important to them. I gather all that information. I craft what I call a credibility statement followed by a benefit statement. And that's how I start that cold call, if you will. And when I do it, the prospect can't really put their finger on it, but they're thinking, how does this person know us so well? How do they understand? Were they listening in on our staff meeting this morning? Did they hear what our board told us at the last shareholders meeting? And so after that introduction that you give, it's amazing. You'll actually get an invitation to continue selling. And I'd ask any salesperson listening right now, wouldn't sales be easier after every introduction, whether by phone, whether by Zoom, whether face-to-face, -face, the prospect, if they said, go on, wouldn't selling be easier? Wouldn't selling be more fun? And that's in essence how you do it. I can definitely see how you can achieve success in sales. I mean, it's just the nature of a basic conversation. That's the thing that so many people are forgetting. Like, it's not, let me master all my product points. Let me master my script. It's taking the time to understand what the person wants, listening to your previous customers to build that idea for future prospects, and then engaging in conversations rather than just going for the transaction and ghosting your prospect after they become a customer, which is a surefire way to kill a relationship. But I definitely see why you've achieved success in sales. And I'm sure that for breakthrough success listeners, if you want to learn about getting sales, get your copy of the sales game changer. We will throw that link in the show notes for anybody who is interested. Robin, I wonder if you could share with us some of the places we can continue following your work so we can learn more about mastering sales. Well, I appreciate that, Mark. Um, two things uh, I'd like to do for your audience. One is invite them to go to our website, Gameface Inc. That's gamefaceinc.com. You can learn more, more about our company and the various industries that we serve outside of the sports industry. Uh, but more importantly, for your specific uh, listeners, Mark, I'd like to offer something, and that is my personal email address. 
which is RYC, those are my initials, RYC at GameFaceInc.com. And if they'll send me an email with breakthrough success in the subject line, they got to make sure they do this. Otherwise, they may not see it very, very quickly. <clears throat> but if they will send breakthrough success in the subject line to me personally, I will give them a series of free videos that are sales tips. They're about two minutes in length per. I'll give them um, a, at least a dozen different sales tips on a variety of subjects that would give them kind of a, a sales cup of coffee every morning. And, uh, and that's my gift because I, I really appreciate, Mark, our relationship and our friendship. I love this podcast. And I, I'd love to be able to benefit your listeners even beyond the airing of this episode. That is a generous gift. Breakthrough success listeners, you know what to do. Shoot Rob an email. We will have the email in the show notes. Just shoot that right now. Subject line, breakthrough success. Mention it in there somewhere. We'll also have Rob's book in the show notes and his website as well. Thank you so much for joining us on Breakthrough Success. It was a pleasure to have you here today. Thank you, Mark.